Hey, do you remember that documentary, Super Size Me, where the guy ate fast food for a month and got really, really fat? Well, what would have happened if he had just limited his portion size? Coming up later on this hour, we're talking with a professor who tried it. Up next on The Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A bipartisan group of senators have announced a new immigration reform plan, which they hope will move swiftly through both houses of Congress. If successful, the plan could eventually allow over 11 million illegal immigrants to gain citizenship. In an effort to build more public support for tighter gun control measures, President Barack Obama held a meeting with sheriffs from towns scarred by mass shootings today. The president told reporters these men understand gun violence is a bigger problem than just high-profile shootings. Boy Scouts of America is considering lifting a long-time and nationally controversial ban on gay members. A spokesperson said this morning there is also discussion of allowing local groups to make the decision independently. An American F-16 fighter plane based in Italy has lost contact with Air Force officials and likely gone down. Currently, the status of the pilot is unknown. Search and rescue efforts are underway. Over 300 barges have been delayed on the Mississippi River following an oil tanker crashed when an oil tanker crashed into a railroad bridge, leaking an unknown amount of crude oil into the water near Vicksburg, Mississippi. In world news, thousands of Egyptian protesters continue to fill the streets, defying emergency curfews imposed by President Mohamed Morsi. Over 50 people have died so far in the renewed violent protests. Following a a nightclub fire in Brazil, which killed over 230 people, police have detained the club's owner, as well as two band members whose pyrotechnics have been blamed for igniting the inferno. French-led forces working to quell the Islamist rebellion in Mali have pushed into the city of Timbuktu. A French spokesperson says substantial air power has been a major factor in the progress of the combined French and Malayan forces. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Your coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can in this program to give you the tools, the ideas, this crazy leg up in this thing we call life. Welcome to the show. Today, we've got a doozy for ya. I don't know who that is. That's like a baseball It's like a announcer. Howard Cosell Howard thing. Cosell. We're going to be talking... We're going to be talking with a man who has done some incredible research about your portion size. Is there anything about your portion size that might be leading to your weight gain? I don't know. Like, I see how little you eat, Skyboy. I eat a lot. I try to eat a lot. Do you? Yeah. Because I just see you nibbling on a pistachio here and there. Like a little bird. That's a lie. It's a nut he found from the ground because he was starving. He was starving. So he, like, if his parents are listening. It's a roasted salted pistachio, though, so I imagine <laughs> it's got a higher calorie content than the, the raw ones. Pistachios are good, though. I, like I pistachios. love I could. I can eat them all day. Took me years to find out you're not, you're supposed to take the shells off, though. Lost four teeth. There's more shells in the, there's more flavor in the shells, though. They're all, that's yeah. where the rim shot sound effect goes, by the way. 
can't make it more obvious than that. <laughs> you got to keep the talent happy. Or keep the talent. Keep doing don't the make show. me go diva on you. As that's kind of my plan. I don't want him to keep doing the show. Oh, my heavens. It's working. <laughs> Just um, so here's the deal. We're talking portion size. We're also going to talk about just food in general, maybe um, labels. Have you ever noticed that you, you can't even read any of the things that are in your uh, candy bar anymore? So why even look at the labels? Why are they labeled if you don't understand what any of the things on the label mean? Logistics and stuff like that. Logistics for who? For the comp- for I don't know, like the people in charge of the people, candy bars. Oh no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not doing it for us. Yeah. <laughs> they would say it's that gooey stuff that sticks to your arteries. It's like it's like when they like have to put like you know like this message blah blah blah, blah like at the end of yeah. commercials. You don't know what they're saying. See, but, right? Yeah, or they like put it in really small print at the bottom. I think they just need to make you know what this like. They just need to say this will make your heart explode. <laughs> this one is a chemical that kills rodents. Be honest. See, if they just made it like that, don't even use the real name. This is like decon or whatever that kills rodents. Decon? I was just thinking it was a cost savings thing, you know. Chocolate. Oh. And that's expensive if you're making a million candy bars, but hydrocarbon zalafate or whatever, yeah. I don't know. Hydrocarbon. That's cheap. And it tastes just like chocolate if you mask it with enough sweetener. Well, and you can run your car on it. Nothing wrong with that. So we're going to talk about that. Labeling a little bit. We're going to talk with Dr. Jim Painter uh, kind of about the uh, psychology of food and our portion size. We're also going to, um, I think, get into some of the things I love to talk about. At the top of the show, we always like to get into the human headlines. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human Headlines. Human Headlines. You know, you got to love them. We uh, here in Utah, we're getting a ton of snow. And one of the benefits of snow is that uh, you get to watch a lot of people drive crazy. And so the last uh, about 24 hours, I've, I've seen some pretty intense accidents. I've seen somebody get T-boned right in front of me today. Totally stressed me out. Then I picked up my speed and went back to work. <laughs> Wait, Matt, did you, did you squeal? I didn't squeal. Are you sure? I probably should have, but I can't see out my windshield. Oh, well. If I had <laughs> squeal on ice. I would be squealing like crazy. Squealing on ice. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty human headline is how we drive in the snow. Now, I know there's places out there where there is no snow. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Like Texas, where you're from, uh, BT. I don't know if there's snow. Do you have snow down there? Oh, actually, I talked to my mom last night. It was 75. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky mom. What? Does she know that you go to ski school? Uh, she does. Because we haven't brought it up, but you go to ski school every Wednesday, right? Sort of. It's, okay, ski school, sure. It's, I go cross-country skiing every Wednesday. That's why I'm not on the show. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm signed up with a class, and you know what? It is nerdy fun. Nerdy <laughs> I fun. I love it. Yeah. What, uh, what is, like, the highlight? Why is that such a big deal? Because t- I get the nerdy side, but the fun, it's just like, isn't it just like running? But in snow? It's actually, it's kind of like, you know, when you had those, how your mom had those shoes or those socks that like you could scoot your feet on the carpet and you could shock your brothers and sisters. That's really what it is. It's scooching. It's, you just kind of scoot your feet Uh and you have poles and you go fast. Well, except you sweat and then you smell like a wet dog. And then you all get in the car together and you drive back down from the mountain. Exactly. And it's kind of atrocious, (laughs) but... That's why you always bring another guy. You'd be like, he's the smelly guy. I'm not yeah, the like smelly guy. Yeah, guy smells like wool. Wet Scapegoat. wool. Makes you wonder how the sheep do it, right? How do they stay out there, get wet? Hmm? Low standards. Okay. That's how they do Good it. Good point. They don't smell themselves that way. Uh, let's get into the headlines. Who's got the first news bit for us today? Matt, I most certainly do. BT. Okay. Sewer fire. 
knocks Ooh. power out in parts of downtown Omaha. Really? A sewer fire? A sewer fire. So here's what they think. The the theory that they have so far yes. is that it's been kind of dry there, apparently. And they recently had uh, some moisture. Um, yes. And it's kind of messed with the electrical systems that they have in the sewer. I don't know what electrical systems. Why are, are we putting electrical I, systems right, in the sewer? Right. Hello? I don't know. It seems like it takes care of itself. I'm not a sewer technician. <laughs> I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of it, but yeah. it seems strange. Something didn't work. Well, something shorted out. Lit a huge fire. Boom! All right? Fire that was bad enough to blow manhole covers oh, off wow. the ground and send up torrents of fire. Torrents of fire. So, it sounds like a song. Right? And you say manhole covers, plural? Covers, yes. We don't know how many, but uh, I saw a picture. It was oh, someone just wow. took a picture down the street. There was uh, eight or ten little... I shouldn't say little. It was probably like 15 feet of fire shooting out of the, well, out you of know the sewer. What? It oh, just great. seems like if everybody just <clears throat> flushed together, the, fire called, out. You're talking Actually, the, the I gl- think that would work. The just, global flush? Go, global flush. That's what it's called, the global flush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, it, I'm not a genius. You just flush your toilet. It's, I mean, everyone do their part, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. That's incredible. What, like, did it impact homes? Um, well, the power outage. Um, that would. Apparently, well, in a manhole cover going. flying into your window. Right? What they said, uh, people around there said they heard a big boom, and then they, oh, what is that? Oh, there's fire coming out of the ground. I didn't yeah. know the apocalypse was starting. <laughs> oh, here we go. It always starts with the sewers. <laughs> Watch the sewers. Good stuff. Oh, that's interesting. That's something you know you don't think of a lot. Humans suffer a lot of weird things. Welcome hmm. to Earth. Welcome to Earth, Omaha. Your sewers are on fire. Who's got the next story? If you believe the Iranian Space Agency. Which we don't. But you might. Okay. Hypothetically. They sent a monkey into space and brought the monkey back. Okay. I don't buy it. <laughs> They've got this photo of this monkey. It looks like it's strapped in a shoebox. <laughs> With the four monkey, guys shaking well, the vessel. It's absolutely thrilled to be there. Every limb pinned down. But they say Monday uh, they sent a monkey into space. Another step toward Tehran's goal of manned spaceflight. <laughs> so are they just copying our model? The what? Well, Forty the, years later. Yeah, but the difference is, I don't know if we brought our animals back. They they claim supposedly. Well, I hope we did. Monkey cause... went seventy-two miles into the upper, upper, <laughs> upper reaches of the atmosphere. But this monkey came back, and then the monkey came back safely. I don't know if we brought our monkeys back. As, as far as I know, anytime we sent an animal into space, it was a one-way trip. You know what? Well, I get it with a cow. I don't know why we sent a cow up there. We sent a cow up there? Oh, didn't you hear? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, totally cow like jumped over the moon. Have you ever heard of Astro Burger? <laughs> that was the beginning of that chain. Okay. Oh. Astro Burger. Uh, I think we didn't. I think we sent a, a monkey, but I, maybe it didn't come back. That makes me sad. That is sad. I mean... What did the monkey do to you? So, well, hey, Iran, you got to believe them. What, would they lie? You think they'd lie? Come on, Rob. Well, the bigger question is, is that a moment of national pride? You know, when we were in the space rates with the Soviets, you know, 30 years before I was born, I imagine it was a moment of national pride every time we had some kind of a successful launch or successful milestone. Are Iranians proud that a monkey has That's made a great it into question. space, and they are now caught up with the Soviets and the Americans. Sixty years later, <laughs> they're finally <laughs> caught up with us. Uh, you know what else is next? Then is the moon landing. 
Send Look a, mon- for it. a monkey to the moon. We're sending a monkey to the moon. That actually would be novel. I would watch that on TV. Oh, well, goodness. Yeah. Have him colonize the moon. Uh, you know, Bryce is going to colonize Mars. Hey, I'm I'm getting ready. I um, apparently you're start, you're learning to cross country ski. Yep. I don't know if that'll help you on Mars. It's cold on Mars. It's all way right. cold. It's not a lot of snow, but there's a lot of sand. <laughs> That's like the same, right? It's very similar. Very similar. Uh, who's got another news story for us? That would be me. Madison Ball. Madison Allred. Yep. So um, there was a waiter at a restaurant in, I believe it was Houston. Yep. In Houston. And so um, this family came in with a five-year-old boy who had Down syndrome. He was being pretty good, speaking, you know, some little noises. But then this other family in the restaurant started complaining. About the boy. About the boy saying he shouldn't be here. <sighs> you know, like, what is he doing here? Like, the parents should know better than to take him out into public. And, like, all these eyewitnesses said, you know, it was just, like, little noises. Like, everyone else, you look and be like, oh, okay. Go we back shouldn't to take meal. that boy out into public? Like, yeah, he's that's, a That's what they leper. said. Exactly. Oh. And so. Um, Where was this? Uh, in Houston. But isn't that where Bryce is from? Bryce is from Houston. <laughs> I grew up there. Sounds kind of like say what restaurant <laughs> or yeah. what. But then um, what happened is that they were complaining <laughs> to the waiter. Yeah, you know this family, and then the waiter finally said, "You know what? I I can't do this. I cannot serve you." The waiter got the top. Bryce yeah. wanted to know if it says what restaurant. Oh, what a cool waiter! Because Lorenzo's. he could lose his job. Lorenzo's. Yeah. I don't know what what town in Houston does it say? It just says Houston restaurant. Okay. But the 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 family that didn't want that thought the boy shouldn't be there. They weren't Tobins. There are yeah. jerks everywhere. Yeah. You'll find people who complain the you know oh the ball pit area at McDonald's is too noisy. Yeah, yeah. I never complain about people that. People like that everywhere. It's yeah. dirty, but it's, it's not always. Noisy. It was <laughs> kind of gross. It was just really <laughs> impressive that the um that the guy. I think that's way cool. What's the waiter's name? Michael Garcia. Michael Garcia, you rock. Houston, somebody needs to tip that man. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's he, a big deal. He could have lost it. I mean, he could have been afraid he's going to lose his job or lose a tip. Mm-hmm. And he finally just said, I'm not serving you. Exactly. And he's become a web hero. People from For around sure. the nation have congratulated him, like showing their stories of, you know, like I have a son. Um, one guy posted like, thank you. I have a 17 year old son with Down syndrome. And I love to hear about people like you standing up for people with disabilities. I wish that you had been there for me. That's cool. You know, that's no, really seriously. Cool. I don't you love stories like that? It makes you feel so good. We need more of that. Right now. Maybe what we should do is take this family. He maybe he should have served them and given them a huge portion <laughs> until they get sick and ill. Killing them slowly. All right. Killing them slowly, which Killing is a great kindness, song by Helen right? Reddy. Now, who's saying? Anyway. Um, uh, what is his name again? Michael? Garcia. Garcia. Michael Garcia, you are the hero of the day. Uh, we salute you. That is so uh, amazing. Really? Would you have enough guts to do that in your job? And it's not just that would be with somebody that's disabled, but we need to do that more with you know, just people that are different in general. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I think we do a great job with Skyboy. None of us talk about a lot of his issues. Right, Skyboy? Right. We well, back you up. Yeah. Is this like the red hair again? I wasn't even going to point that out. <laughs> Madison was kind of giving me a lot. Of, yeah, that's right. Earlier. But I think you look yeah. good. Thanks. It's I think it's not the red hair. It's just the tights and the mm-hmm. Skyboy. You know, it's my dream to dance Broadway. 
Well, you're halfway there. Halfway You've there. got the outfit. <laughs> you just need a place to dance. Uh, would you guys – have you ever noticed – so we're talking portion size today. We're bringing on Dr. Jim Painter later, later today who put together a film that was aired at Sundance called uh, Portion Size Me. Have you noticed – are the portion sizes too big, too little, perfect? They're generally big, you know. But you're paying for it, right? Yeah. That's... Doesn't it feel good to know you can take some home? And then have some on the third day later and the yep. fourth day, really. Pretty much. These are big portions. Do you get mad when the portions aren't very big? Yes. Because you guys are paying for quantity, right, Bryce? Usually. Actually, I did something weird. I went to a kind of fancy schmancy place uh-huh. around here yes. that doesn't – okay, it's really expensive, but someone else was paying. So. Is it Denny's? <laughs> Denny's. Uh. No. Uh, they've discontinued their Hobbit special, so I'm not going there anymore. <laughs> I'm um, out of there. <laughs> But Eat like a hobbit for nine ninety nine. You know, a hobbit whole breakfast. <laughs> I, it was delicious. Okay, it sounds great. No, I went to this place that it, the food was really, really good. Portions were itty itty bitty, itty bitty. It was kind mm-hmm. of a weird experience. It was eating to like enjoy eating. What was that like? I was. It just turned everything over. Usually, it's like eat as much as you can, as fast as you can, uh-huh. and then once it hurts. Uh, you might want to stop. Eat 10 more minutes. Or, you know, you know, give it a little bit longer because, yeah. you know, whatever. This was like I didn't eat to get full. I didn't leave full at all. That's my wife's great comment is I'm not even full. That was perfect. Yeah. See, I'm usually when I leave, like, I'm yeah. not even full. If I don't, like, have, like, a twinge, like a sharp pain in my lower right oh, quadrant. If, if, if I don't have trouble walking or if, like, I'm usually have to I, loosen, loosen the belt, especially if I like leave a restaurant and uh, if I'm cold because there's all my blood and stuff yeah. is in my stomach yeah. digesting all that food. Uh-huh. If I'm not like that, then it just wasn't good. All right. It didn't do the trick. But oh, this was weird. I tried it. You know it, what? It didn't hate it. Well, you, and you look skinnier. Oh, I thank you. That was just over the I'm weekend. Not, I'm not. You're not. <laughs> I'm not. It's you're just sucking it in. It's I'm wearing a very tight uh, undershirt, so it just, wow. it's just keeping everything together. All it's right, really tight, <laughs> really. Yeah, it's the new shape we're holding men. it in. Is that why your arms are purple? Uh, you're not I may need to go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because portion sizes used to be normal, and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I've even seen restaurants that are like saying something like I can't remember they were like a healthier portion sizes. Yeah. Hmm. It's coming back. They're on to something. They're on to something. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're talking about your food, your intake, the labeling of your food. When we come back, we're going to get in deep on uh, our eating habits right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You've heard of the Jaws of Life before. Now get ready to meet the Piranha version. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Firefighters and emergency workers have had powered cutting tools for rescue work for years now. They look like giant claws powered by heavy, complicated, and expensive hydraulic pumps and hoses. Thanks to some innovative thinking by a NASA contractor, there's a way to put all that power into a device that fits in a pocket. The High Shear Technology Corporation makes exploding parts for NASA, and that's a good thing. They make explosive bolts and cutting devices that are used in all kinds of spacecraft when things that are strong need to suddenly separate like payload shrouds, spent booster engines, and parachutes. 
Working with California firefighters and with NASA support, they created Life Shears, which used the power of a pyrotechnic explosive cartridge to drive a cutting blade through steel rebar or a car roof like it was butter. The power cartridges are highly reliable and stable, and they make the Life Shears so small and lightweight, they can be carried along in medevac helicopters and in rescue workers' coats, able to go into small, tight places. They're also very affordable for smaller fire departments. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Are there some global issues you wish you could know more about or could get an inside perspective on? Notes from the Kennedy Center presents lectures and seminars from international diplomats and scholars discussing issues and events from all over the world. Become a more informed global citizen and tune into Notes from the Kennedy Center weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about dating. Actually, not on the show, just during the break. We've got a lot of singles here. They like to talk about dating. So I found a new place for them to go date. I don't trust you, Matt. I know you don't. But I'm here for you, Bryce. Hey, uh, the show topic today, though, is different. Because today we're talking about nutrition and our portion sizes. But Bryce went on a little bit of a tangent. You know, he, he got a little frustrated with the nutrition facts on the back of your food. And he feels like it's leading and it, it could lead you astray. And so, you know, it just so happens that Bryce apparently has some thoughts on this that he'd just love to share with us. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce is Right. I feel like my problem is that I just won't commit. I sometimes feel like everything would be so much better if I would just quit messing around and simply settle down. And then there are some afternoons where I come to a mental crossroad and I'm faced with making crucial life decisions. I sit there and think, you know, maybe eating pizza from here on out won't be so bad. I feel like my problem is that one day I'll make good food decisions, other days I'll make a bad one or 12, and I'm just not really progressing in either direction. If I were to just settle on unhealthiness, how terrible could it really be? I mean, the surprise is the worst part, right? Now... I'm bad enough as is, and I don't need anyone's help committing food crimes. But recently it's been brought to my attention that the nutrition facts label on the back of my food can be a little more than just misleading. So let's break this down. Allergies aside, most of us don't make the decision to buy or not to buy based on the nutrition facts. We mostly just decide how much of it we're going to eat at a time. As in, hmm, look at the percent of my daily value for fats that one serving of this takes up. Better make this last a week. And by week, I mean at least an afternoon. And by afternoon, I mean at least one sitting. And by one sitting, I mean one episode of whatever it is I'm watching. I have a problem. But recently, I've heard that there's a threshold of declarability for certain nutrients in foods, specifically the bad ones, and that in some products, serving sizes have been manipulated so that per serving, certain undesirable nutrients fall below that declarability threshold. Now, before I jump into this, let me first say that I really that there's all sorts of bad stuff in everything we eat, drink, breathe, touch. Just being on the planet Earth, we get exposed to plenty of ionizing radiation. That's the bad kind. We breathe in lots of pollution, we drink in all kinds of fun stuff, but our bodies are built to handle these sort of things. That's why we're still able to last for about 70-ish years under all this chemical duress. And if we were to label every little thing that's in our food, 
we'd have a ponderous tome stuck on the back of everything we decided to eat. Or worse, it would be oversimplified and just say, contains hydrogen, sodium, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and iron, and otherwise be utterly indecipherable. That being said, I definitely don't need more rubbish getting into my body, and I'd like to be warned before I do. A prime example of this is the rightfully demonized trans fats. Across the board, these are just bad for you. If you're ingesting more than 4 grams of this a day, you're not doing your body any favors. But according to the FDA's food labeling guidelines, if a serving size contains less than 0.49 grams of trans fat, they don't have to report it in the nutrition facts. Now, if a serving size is something like 10 pounds that has an unreported 0.49 grams of trans fats, whatever. I can appreciate simplicity in labeling, but when the serving size is 1 tablespoon or 4 chips, that's when I get bothered. Who only eats one tablespoon of something, or just four chips? Better yet, who stops at 20? Let's just drop the charade, and you might as well just hand me a block of trans fat to eat, and chances are I'll eat it. Speaking of labeling, there's some things that we will label that just don't need to be labeled at all. I have a personal vendetta with vitamin C. Years of folk science has bred a culture that is convinced that vitamin C is as good as medicine. But beyond your daily needs, studies have shown that vitamin C does not significantly decrease the time or severity of any sickness except for one. And that one disease they're talking about is scurvy. You know, the thing that pirates get? So unless you're having sharp leg pains and black receding gums, which I'm pretty sure you aren't, you don't have scurvy or a vitamin C problem. And yet, it's all over our food labels. So can you understand my frustration? We clearly can't report everything. But where and how do we draw the line on what to report? And while we're dealing with that, we're mindlessly reporting on things that don't need to be reported at all. So, like I said, pizza from here on out might not be a bad call. Just saying. Alright, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Bryce Maurice Tobin. You nailed it again. I liked Leonard more. <laughs> well, he put Leonard in there so it would be BLT. Don't know if you guys caught <laughs> on to that. I did. My favorite sandwich. Uh, okay, so you're saying you don't think I'm going to have scurvy. Um, yeah, not really a problem. Have now, you seen my gums? I Yes, <laughs> I have. Not black at all. Not black, but I do have sharp pain in my leg. <laughs> I think his name is Sky You Boy. might have a broken femur. Ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding you, Ouch. Sky Boy. You're not sharp. Um, you're my, <laughs> my favorite pain in my leg. I don't mean it that way. You know what? I'm just going to leave. In, in nine months there. of the show, I think that's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That wasn't horrible. Matt, how about you come board up the it rest could of the have show? Been, it's not and bad. It could have been scurvy. That would have been worse. Skyboy, we love you. Whatever. You, you were like giving me compliments earlier in the show. I know that that meant nothing now. False sense of security. I was setting you up for the big fall. Okay. Uh, very negative vibe in the studio right now. So, Bryce, back to you. Uh, you don't like the labels. You don't like the serving sizes, even though they're kind of inconsequential and nobody actually eats that little. Uh, right. It's... That's why we have our guest on today. Maybe uh, that's what we should be eating. Maybe maybe that's that's not a just a labeling thing. Maybe they're trying to subtly hint at us. This is about how much you See, should be eating. Isn't it bad it. when you have a box of cookies and you sit down to watch TV and you polished it off? Yeah. And you walk the container upstairs to throw it in the trash and you look as you're throwing away and you go, Serving size 40. 40. You could have had a party mm. with that box. Yeah. Well, it was like even this weekend, you know, you buy like the pre-done orange chicken yeah. thing and then it says, oh, three servings. So you go, yeah, like this is a pretty good weight to this bag. It's pretty good. <laughs> you spread it out. There's not even like 20 pieces of the chicken. <laughs> and so you're just like, See, oh. It is yep. frustrating. 
I don't like it. Skyboy was like, he says he does that cookie thing every day. I, I can't, once I start eating cookies, I can't stop. I've had roommates like put like make cookies and like put them out and like oh. yeah, you can have a couple. Oh no! Next thing I know, I'm like, I'm I sorry, look down, guys. There's like one left. I'm no. like, uh oh. No, that's <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> I do that all the time. Your face. <laughs> someone someone dropped off a plate <laughs> of cookies <laughs> at my apartment at like eight in the morning or something and i was yeah. like oh thanks hey all right i'll leave it out so the guys can get some there were no cookies were by no nine o'clock i put that plate away and no one woke up and knew those cookies existed so oh wow See, that's, I got what we're away ask our, that's we're gonna ask our good doctor that's gonna come up after the break dr jim painter he is gonna help us with serving size because maybe there's a way that we can you know shrink our servings to actually fit what we're supposed to eat you know it's hard. So we can fit in our pants? Yes. Fitting in your pants. That's what we're talking about <laughs> on the Matt Townsend Show right after the break on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. There isn't a better way to listen to music than from a live concert. But let's be honest. No one can make it to a concert every night. So on Highway 89, we bring you music like you're actually there at the concert with front row seats. We aren't playing some doctored up recording and there are no do-overs. Instead, we bring raw music straight from our studio to you. Tune in weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern to Highway 89 on BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A bipartisan group of senators have announced a new immigration reform plan, which they hope will move swiftly through both houses of Congress. One of the involved senators says he hopes the plan will pass by as early as late spring. In an effort to build more public support for tighter gun control measures, President Barack Obama held a meeting with sheriffs from towns scarred by mass shootings today. Part of the discussion focused on how to add more officers to local forces nationwide. Boy Scouts of America is considering lifting a long-time and nationally controversial ban on gay members. A spokesperson said this morning there is also discussion of allowing local groups to make the decision independently. Air Force officials have announced they lost contact today with an F-16 fighter plane based in Italy. The status of the pilot is currently unknown and search and rescue efforts have already been launched. World news, thousands of Egyptian protesters continue to fill the streets of Cairo, defying emergency curfews imposed by President Mohamed Morsi. Over 50 people have died so far in the renewed violent protests. Following a nightclub fire in Brazil, which killed over 230 people, 100 of them college students, police have detained the club's owner, as well as two band members whose pyrotechnics have been blamed for igniting the inferno. French-led forces working to quell the Islamist rebellion in Mali have pushed into the city of Timbuktu. A French spokesperson says substantial air power has been a major factor in the progress of the combined French and Malayan forces. Iranian state media is reporting that the nation has successfully launched a craft carrying a live monkey into space. The mission is still shrouded in secrecy, but the little primate is said to have returned safely. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back. 
to the Matt Townsend Show. You know, food. It's so good. And apparently it's only good for you in, you know, healthy portions. Like when Skyboy rifles through a box of cookies. Skyboy, not good. That's not good for me. You're going to die. it tastes so good. And I feel happy. Are you more one that's inclined to eat the good sweets, the cookies, or would you rather have a bag of chips? If you're going to do some rifling. I really don't like chips that much. Don't you? I don't. So you I like, like the cookies. sweet or the salty? See, I'm a salty guy. I'd rather have the salt. Um, I like the sweet more, I think. Yeah. Well, I just don't like chips. Okay. So like whenever I go to like the subway places and you can get like a chips and a drink mm-hmm. or you can get a cookie and a drink, I always get the cookie. You do the cookie. Yeah. C is for cookie. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Bryce? Are you uh, sweet or uh, salty? I am most definitely a salty guy. Yes. <laughs> salty, Bryce. <laughs> it's a bag of chips, um, especially like salt and vinegar chips. Oh, those are the I best. Will, they I make my tongue hurt, though. I don't, I don't care how many, like, if I like bit my cheek last week no. and I have some salt An and vinegar chips and it, and it burns. You don't It'll care. Burn. Little, little hangnails you have. No, you don't care. No. I just feel gross when I eat chips. Like, my hands get all greasy and... That's the My point. I, I feel and... victorious after I, I, I finished like a bag of chips. You're scaring me. Nah, it's... Madison, how about you? Sweet or salty? I have to say both. You know, you get your sweet fixes, you get your salt fixes, but the best thing ever, sweet and sour sauce. Best of both worlds. Or a pretzel in in chocolate. Chocolate Yeah, pretzels. there you go. I love chocolate Holy pretzels. Holy super good. I'm hungry. The flips. Uh, you got Rob, what are you thinking? You got that look in your eye like... Neither. Oh. <laughs> sour. Sour. Sour is fantastic. Sour. Citrus, lemon, orange, lime. Sweet, salty, or sour? Oh, sour. Sour, sour, sour. It's so oh, good. Oh, man. Aren't we all different? That's fascinating. Let's bring on our man, Dr. Jim Painter. Uh, Dr. Painter uh, is has a Ph.D., and R.D., uh, what does R.D. stand for? We'll ask him. Uh, but he teaches at Eastern Illinois University. He's uh, become now famous, I believe, for – I don't know if he wants to be called infamous or famous. But what he's done is he's produced a film that aired at the Sundance Film Festival. And the name of the film is Portion Size Me, where he put two college students – uh, you know, who only had them living on fast food for 30 days, and they were able to maintain healthy weight simply by controlling their portion sizes. Now, you've all seen the movie Super Size Me, where one guy does it, he stay, lives on McDonald's, and I don't know, he, you know, near-death experience, basically, gained a ton of weight. But Dr. Painter says, you know what, with some portion control, you can actually lose weight or maintain healthy weight. Dr. Jim Painter, thanks for joining the show. Thanks. It's good to be here. It really is a fascinating study, uh, or I guess film, but you've got a lot of research behind it. It works, huh? You know, we've been doing research on mindless eating and how you reduce what you eat without dieting. And so it just was kind of a natural extension. I saw Supersize Me, and it just kind of ticked me off that his goal was to shut down the industry. How's that going? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's and it's and you sit there and show, you know, what you can maintain your health. I mean, I guess it might not be ideal health, right? But it's you don't gain weight if you don't if you manage your portions. Well, the thing is, is that every fast food place has some healthy options. I took these two kids. First, it was my wife. I was watching this video, and then I was at Subway with my wife. I had a big spinach salad with five vegetables and tuna, and I said, "Babe, this is the healthiest thing I can eat. It's fast food. Fast food's not bad. Bad fast food is bad." Oh, I said, I'm going to film you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, give you the right portions, and we're going to prove people it can be done. She, so she participated. <laughs> 
not at all. Uh, she said, are you kidding me? Why do we have to turn everything into an experiment? She's like, you're Don't a freak, Joe. Normal? That's right. And she said, get a couple students. So I did. That is uh, fascinating. Now, did they volunteer? I mean, how does that work? Was it blind stud? I mean, how did you, did you just pick a couple? I picked two. These are two kids in my graduate program. One was the shot putter on the track team, so he ate 5,000 calories a day. One was a little lady that ate about 1,200. I wanted to show both ends of it. Huh. And it worked. It really worked. What happened is that they both lost a little weight. It wasn't my goal. I wanted them to maintain their weight. But whenever you restrict anything, it works for a period of time. And so they actually end up losing a little bit of weight. But what happened is their blood lipid levels, everything improved when they ate the right portions and chose healthy options. It's not always easy. There are not many of them out there. But there's quite a few of them out there now. Did it, how was the film received? Like, I, I'd, eventually we'll get into what you do, how you kind of you, you hold back on your serving size, how, do, how you make your portions a little more effective. Because it really is, it's counterintuitive. You're almost saying, you know, let's not blame the fast food restaurants. Let's, let's figure out another way to do this instead of just withholding stuff. You know, and I, I agree with that. And the problem is, is when you look at something and you're blaming something to be the problem and it's not, you're looking at the wrong place and you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And so when we blame, like, the industry, I gave a talk at Restaurant Leadership that had all the CEOs of all the fast food places. They came up. I'm president CEO of Robin's Red Burgers, and I'm president CEO of Marie Callender's, I'm president CEO of Burger King. guy came by and said, my name's Ed. Okay, Ed, what do you do? He goes, well, I just have a couple restaurants. What do you do, Ed? They won't tell me. He leaves. I said, who's Ed? He's the former president CEO of McDonald's. <laughs> oh, Ed, come back here a minute. <laughs> and so we chatted with all these guys, and I said, does it tick you off that each one of you, you represent 300,000 restaurants in the country, does it tick you off that you all have a healthy option? Right, right. And people don't choose it. Right. And then they blame you for the epidemic. Right. 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 I said, it ticks you off. And they go, right. And I said, let's put together a website. So we're working on that, putting together a website with all the healthy options, to show people what's out there. If you want something healthy, you can. McDonald's new oatmeal, their yeah. yogurt walnut platter. Love it. Good. I love it. You know what? We joke on the show a lot about the apple slices because that's, that's the only fruit I get a day is my apple slices. And you know what's great is they, they slice them so thin that uh, you know I have easily almost a quarter of an apple every day. Um, but I bought three packets. Uh, part of the deal is it, it, you must be in a weird way. You're kind of going to be – they may not like your message. I mean, the restaurateurs love it, and these chain o- owners love it. But a lot of people are, are beating a completely different drum that's against this. And the thing is, is I understand the drum. But if you become uh, extremist on anything you do, if it's yeah. the gun issue, the abortion issue, the food issue, no matter what it is – if you pick an, pick an extreme position, people don't listen. Right. Don't eat sugar. Right. Yeah. Don't eat fat. Gotcha. Yep. Well, that's what I'm going to do right away. Right. It's it so work. true. My wife is adamant that, you know, dieting doesn't work. You just have to make a lifestyle and, you know, moderation. And, I mean, she, so every time somebody brings a new diet to her, she just shakes her head and says, okay, it'll work for a week. I know. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. People go on a diet. Once they get to their goal, what do they do every time? You celebrate. <laughs> they celebrate. you got to get to the store. <laughs> they celebrate, go back to the way they were eating, and get twice as fat as they were before. so true. Diets don't work in basic philosophy. Oh, I think it's a great, I, I think it's a great approach. And, uh, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like we always go to these extremes. You know, now we're in the gun lobby kind of thing and everyone's arguing about the guns and we're arguing about I mean 
the reality is you're right. Once we take the extreme position, I guess it makes a louder argument because then someone can fight against us. The problem is it's not real. The extreme is not the real position. There's somewhere in between. And everybody on each end is afraid. The gun people say, okay, let's just get rid of the ones that you pull the trigger and it puts out 30 bullets in a second that right. turns people to shreds. No, that just opens the door, and then pretty soon it slides down and you yeah. feel it's done. Yeah. Well, that's not true. And the people on the other side say, let everybody you know, have stuff, whatever. And it's just it's goofy when you take those extreme positions. Have you been noticing, okay, because as a, as a connoisseur of our serving size, Again, we're talking with Dr. Jim Painter, who uh, basically was the created a study and then they did a film about it called Portion Size Me. But uh, have, there's no way. I mean, the portion sizes have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They really have in restaurants. But explain yeah. this to me. Well, it was a conscious effort. If you have someone buy a pretty blue dress, and on the way out you say, "Here's a pretty pink one," they go, oh, "I think I'll have the blue one and the pink one." Yeah, you may as and well they have buy both. Two. Right. But if you're with food, you feed someone, and on the way out, you go, let me feed you something else, and you go, are you kidding me? I'm stuffed. I'm not going to eat. Yeah. And so it was a conscious decision in the 50s to how do you get people to eat more, get them to have more in the first place. If they can't finish it, so be it. If Take they it home. Much, so be it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get people to eat more by giving them more up front, and it works. Uh, but it's killing us. But it's killing us. And the, the thing is, is if we can get into this new kind of an idea, okay, buy more. My wife does this. She gets the big spaghetti. She gets a to-go box. She takes half it off her plate, puts mm-hmm. it in the box, closes the box, sets it aside, spreads the spaghetti out. And we can talk about some studies later that show why this works. Yeah. When you do that, you finish the plate, and you're happy, and you go away happy. Well, that's it. And, I mean, really, it is, it's your mother yelling at you for years. Think of the people in third world countries that don't even get spaghetti. And all of a sudden, you're like, I better eat this for them. It's like crazy, but we do it, and it's like, yeah, I, you're right. I better get some more breadsticks too. But or you feel really good, like knowing you not only had tonight's dinner, but you have tomorrow's lunch. Right. Twofer. Right. I mean, but I love your your wife's idea that you she just immediately portions it out and puts it in the right portion. And that's so key because we do eat whatever's in front of us, and that's the right portion. If it's if it's one cup, two cups, or three cups, you just eat it. And uh, if you take some away and put it away, you cover your plate. We've done so many studies looking at plate size, bowl size, and all that. What happens is, is if you have your plate completely covered and you begin eating and you eat it, something when you finish the plate, you've eaten the whole plate and you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. You, my wife would love you, Jim. <laughs> she is, I know she's listening and she's like, see, Matt, I've been telling you this forever. It really is. And she also loves that. She goes, don't you love the feeling when you leave the table and you're like not like bloated and full of just and you're just full. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm not sure I did because I've, I've, I don't know that I've actually ever done that. Oh, geez. Well, because I mean, when it happens, you're kind of like, wow, that was expensive and I didn't even get full. That's, I guess, the paradigm we have to shift, huh? It really is, and sometimes the fast food restaurants give you these huge amounts. You go to a really fancy restaurant and pay a hundred bucks for a plate, and sometimes you leave but going, "Man, I wasn't full." Yeah, and you can go too far the other way where you don't get enough. Totally, and you leave feeling cheated. <laughs> I love it. Now, tell me about. There's other things changing in society. You bring up a point about uh, bagels. Yeah. What's the deal? Well, the thing is, is that people all the time they come to me and say, "What'd you have for breakfast, Doctor Painter?" 
I had a bagel. I'm so proud of you. They're so proud of themselves. They had a bagel. Just a bagel. Why? Why is it so good? Because it's fat-free. What did you put on it? Tons of cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that defeating the purpose? And so my point is, is that you'll eat a bagel that's 350 calories with nothing. It's 500 calories when you have cream cheese on it. And people say, what'd you have for breakfast? I said, a bagel. But if you look at that in terms of pieces of toast, it's five pieces of toast. Yeah, no, you never I had five pieces of toast. <laughs> yeah. And then people would say, yeah, you're a pig. You're a pig, dude. But if you just say, I just had one bagel, it, people don't get it. That's it, right. We get fooled by portion. I totally agree. I've, I've told people I had one Twinkie, and they were appalled. Right. See, they don't get it. But, it's, but it seems like, too, that you know, they're marketing to this. Um, they give you these drinks. There's all these kind of like protein drinks, these slim fast drinks. There's all these different brands of drinks out there. Just get, hey, this is kind of going to replace a meal. And they throw that out to you. Is that, I mean, and they're smaller portions, I guess, but is, is that functional? Is that helping us? You know, there's research that shows that those things are effective. And of all the things people do, that seems to be effective. The problem is, is that are you going to do that the rest of your life? At some time, you have to make some other decision on how you're going to continue this for the rest of your life because you're probably not going to eat two shakes and a reasonable meal. Right. So it's the transition. Do those things work? Yeah, they tend to work. Um, There's a lot of good research out that different companies have done it. It works. The problem comes is when you quit it. Then what do you do? If you haven't learned the techniques that you need to eat less, then you overdo it again. Yeah, in fact, I've even seen a drug now that if you – powder your food with this drug, um, then you'll be, you'll eat less. (laughs) What is that drug? Like some expanding, do you even know what I'm talking about? It's not a, well, there's a variety of them that are out there. And so it depends which one. Again. Yeah. But it's like, you still don't know that you still don't know the principle behind how to eat less. You just have the the latest fad. That's exactly right. And are you going to eat that pill every day for the rest of your life is the question. And, and it's right. always the answer is no. You know, I guess you could just drink a gallon of water, too. And You'll... that's effective, too. That is actually one principle that works. If you drink water before a meal, you will eat less. It's a preload. If you eat certain foods before the meal, we did a study. I'm the director of nutrition for the California Raisin Marketing Board. Oh, cool. And so I do all the nutrition research nationwide on raisins. And we did a couple of studies with raisins, gave raisins ahead of a meal. Uh, we gave some other foods. And raisins, 30 minutes before a meal, had you eat less at the meal and actually compensate for the amount of raisins so you ate less. Oh, wow. How many raisins, by the way? Cause... Well, we did it a couple of different ways. We did it with 150 calories. That's like two handfuls. Okay, of, that's a lot of raisins. raisins. It's a lot of raisins. But, again, it was a preload to see if it would affect a yeah. pizza meal with a bunch of kids. I like that idea. Raisins I can do. Yeah, and, and just choosing the right form of the food. We did this little study in uh, Canada, in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, where we gave kids the same breakfast, snack, lunch. And then when they went home, we said, eat all the cookies you want, all the chips you want, all the raisins you want. And they ate half as many calories with raisins and were completely full and got, you know, I don't know how many times the nutrients yeah. were in there compared to the cookies. And so just choosing the right food, you can eat less by just choosing the right food. And you don't even have to call it a diet. No, just start it, eating better. It's a style choice, less. right? You're just choosing to eat better. And eat, I mean, you're changing up your timing a little bit. You're, yeah, I mean, that's, I think this is great. Dr. Jim Painter's with us, and uh, he put together a film that they aired at the Sundance Film Festival. The name of the film was Portion Size Me. You know what? If you alter your portion sizes, you can at least maintain your health. 
maybe even lose a little weight. We're going to come back with Dr. Jim Painter and get into uh, some more ideas about how to eat healthier by managing maybe not the diet, but uh, everything else around it. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Navy explores a humanoid robot that could fight fires on ships. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. A team at the Naval Research Laboratory is designing the Shipboard Firefighter of the Future. Called the Shipboard Autonomous Firefighting Robot, or SAFR, the robots would be trained to interact with humans and quickly react to fires that erupt aboard ships. They'll be able to go anywhere on the ship that a sailor can reach with the ability to handle extinguishers and hoses as a human firefighter would. Safer is expected to be autonomous and self-guiding with a suite of sensors to see through smoke, flame, and darkness. It will also be able to stabilize to handle the rolling motion of a ship at sea. The lower section of the firefighting robot will be designed for high mobility in the narrow and twisting environment of ship corridors, watertight doors, and ladders. And a battery pack will run the unit for at least 30 minutes. Testing of the design begins on a retired Navy surplus ship in 2013. If it works out, expect a demand for something like the software system on commercial passenger liners and cargo ships in the future. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Freshen up your mornings with Marcus Smith and the BYU Radio Morning Show. Lifestyle, news, current events, science, technology, and just about anything else. You'll be feeling good all day long when you start your day with Marcus Smith and the Morning Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. A little Weird Al Yankovic for you. If you haven't heard of Weird Al lately, it's because he's really old and uh, he used to be huge. We're joined by Dr. Jim Painter. Uh, and Dr. Jim, really, I think he's he's fascinating. He teaches at Eastern Illinois University. And uh, he's put together a documentary, a feature film that they showed um, at the Sundance Film Festival called Portion Size Me, where he got two of his college students, had them live on fast food for 30 days, and they maintained their health. In fact, they actually lost a little bit of weight just simply by controlling their portion sizes and their choices. So, Dr. Jim, uh, they were actually eating nothing but fast food 30 days. Right. And, you know, they actually lost a little weight, and I asked them why, and they said, you know what, when you commit to doing anything, just fast food, I mean, they're at a wedding. Okay, got to get up, leave the wedding. It's late at night. You got to get up, got to go to the place, got to get food. Yeah. Just because it's an inconvenience. It's why any diet works for a period of time. If you're going to eat on half of the grocery store, not the other half, whether right. you wipe out the protein half or the fat half or the carbohydrate half or whatever, you end up eating less, and it's inconvenient, and when you restrict yourself, you don't 
you know, you don't eat as much. The problem comes is when you say, I'm not going to eat carbs, what do you think about that day? Carb, 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 carb. Yeah. And, and then when you dream, what do you dream about? Carb, 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 and all then, day long. You want sausage? No. No. You I'm know, sick you want, of sausage. I want carbs. It's I so guess, true. So whenever you restrict something, you start craving it, and then you eat it. It just is a terrible way to lose weight, and it never works. It just doesn't work. Maybe you could just like do reverse psychology and pretend like you restricted it, but you didn't. I don't know if that'll work. I don't know. It seems, <laughs> it seems complicated, Dr. Jim. So uh, one of the things you bring up is this idea of seductive nutrition. What yeah, is that? Well, we've looked for a long time at how to reduce, you know, how to get people to eat less of different things. And uh-huh. then started changing our research about four or five years ago, looking at how do you get people to eat more. And um, it was Unilever who produced a, a documentary of some sort. They put together this study about how to get people to eat better. And they called it seductive nutrition. It came out in May of last year. And I thought, that's really what I do all the time. Right. Why not give it a sexy title and call it seductive nutrition? Because the whole idea of seduction is that you take somebody who's moral kind of and you seduce them through yes. ways to get them to do bad things. To do the well, devilish dinner, yep. <laughs> so seductive nutrition is how do you get people to eat better food? Well, make it taste better, make it look better. Right. Food nutrients in foods that will make them better, but it's the same kind of food. And you seductively, silently, stealthily get nutrients into people, and they can eat better. Oh, yeah. Having to force them to eat better. So See, I, I like the idea. I love the idea. Because it really, I mean, it's not until recently that, I guess, the fast food restaurants were even introducing... Uh, but now, now they're really introducing other options, and and it's always what we need. Here's the key I found to seductive nutrition: you got to go on a cruise, <laughs> and you eat the buffet. You know what I mean? The midnight buffet on the cruise, because they can make a radish look good. Like, man, I want to eat that radish. And my wife's like, "Have you ever had a radish on? No, but it looks like a rose. That's that's tempting." You know, that's the idea, but it's in the wrong venue. Okay, yeah. And yeah, You're at the buffet you, table. <laughs> you never, ever, not ever, never, never, <laughs> you want to have an endless supply of food in front of you. <laughs> See, but that's what makes the cruise industry run, man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> such a good. They see they're smart. They know what they're doing. One of the ways, I guess, that you you kind of suggest you manage your sizes. You you manage the portion size. Right. How? How? Okay, so if they're handing you a plate at the restaurant, how do I manage the... Por- I guess we split it. I mean, that's interesting. I've seen a lot of couples that are young. Like, I mean, it used to be the old couples with the one, were the ones that would split a sandwich or whatever. But I see, you know, younger couples splitting meals now. I guess that's one way to manage portions. You know, there's lots of things to do. And, and they're principles. And you start doing them, you can do them forever. And splitting meals is one. Everywhere you go, the dining environment has changed. Two things have happened. Portions are bigger and food is everywhere. It wasn't that way in the 60s and the 70s. Right. And, and just in the last 20, 25 years, it's exploded. And so that's the environment we have. How do we deal with it? And one way to deal with it is to take half of it, split it with someone else, or put half of it away if you're by yourself and take it for tomorrow. And for your 10 bucks, you've got two meals instead of one. What do you mean food is everywhere uh, versus 20, 30 years ago? Well, I ask students, I said, you know, sometimes you go and you get gas and there's like a convenience store there. Oh, that's true. Big huh? gates in front of it. What's that? They go, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was a time before, you know, your time. Yeah. 
you had to buy gas, and the only thing you could get is cigarettes and oil, and you didn't eat either one of them. That's right. And, and so you bought your gas, and you went on. That's the way it was in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. That and the is 50s. so true. And it changed in the 70s that, that all of a sudden now you've got to walk past a thousand foods just to pay for your gas. Right. It's, so it's every, and then you used not to be able to just go down the street. I remember the first McDonald's came to Syracuse, New York, when I was a kid, and everybody, oh, my goodness, it was in the mid-60s. We get this place, and, and you had to go in and get it. And then drive throughs happened, you know, and they yeah. started exploding in the 70s. I mean, we are so... Honestly, we can't even get out of our car, Dr. Jim. Right. Like, we got to sit there and idle in our car. And it's it's bad because I'll look at him and I'm like, hey, can you throw my old can you throw my old bag of food away and my cups away and hand me the new bag of food and the new bag of cups? Isn't that weird? It really isn't. And kids don't realize it. 20, 20 or less something, they've never seen it. Because you can go down the, the road now and within, you know, a minute you can pass Ten fast food places where you can pull into any one of them and in a minute and 30 seconds have a thousand calories that used not to be no you used to have to look for you used to have to kill a gazelle <laughs> right back in the day you had to kill something to eat and now it's like within a within you know a five mile radius you can get to 15 locations if we had to chase the rabbits down and knock them over the head and just <laughs> Eat them and eat them. Yeah, we'd be. It just takes a lot more time. We'd be so winded, we'd never catch them. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is, but you know, that's what nobody really. I mean, I don't you remember the old days when gas stations, the guy met you at your car, right, and would clean your windshields while you're sitting there, and you're everyone was proud and hey, nice car, little chit chat. You you could you could you could get cigarettes or maybe a mint at maybe the little change thing. <laughs> And now it's it really is true. You can go in and get a maple bar. I know. I've done it. And you can get it every time I fill up my car. I think, you know what? I ought to get a maple bar. You know, you fill up the car, you fill up your belly. Right. Oh, man. I haven't thought of that. And it is everywhere. I have it in my own. Um, I don't have a gym. But the gym I used to go to, they had a a shop on the way in and the way out where you could get smoothies or your coffee or a bagel or and it was right there on the way in. Now, even at your gym, you're like, "Hey, would you like to get some calories that you lost?" <laughs> Interesting stuff. And the sad friend. thing is, you can always out eat your exercise. I see these young girls, especially they weigh a hundred pounds, yeah, and they're just sweating and working out on that thing for thirty minutes, and they hop off and eat half the candy bar, and it's all back. <laughs> you know, if you can always out. My brother is about my height. He weighs I don't know another fifty pounds more than I do. And he rides his bike for like 120 miles. And when wow. they get there, they have a barbecue. <laughs> and so, you know. Fiesta. <laughs> it's time to eat. That's right. It's so true. Okay, Dr. Jim, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I know you got a ton of tools for us, some points, some keys. We'll get into that and start dicing. Uh, maybe we ought not use food metaphors. We'll start uh, mixing up. We, oh, they're all food metaphors. We're talking to Dr. Jim Painter Portion Size Me was the name of his video at the Sundance Film Festival. Intriguing approach to losing weight and getting healthier. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Have you ever wanted to travel the world? Now you can experience the vibrant cultures and customs of countries across the globe and cities across America through the eyes and ears of folk artist Eric Dowdle. 
Tune in to Traveling with Eric Dowdle and travel the world weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Upwards of 11 million illegal immigrants could be getting the chance at U.S. citizenship if a new bipartisan immigration reform plan proposed today in the Senate passes. Another group in the House is also close to unveiling their plan for reform. In an effort to build more public support for tighter gun control measures, President Barack Obama held a meeting with sheriffs from towns scarred by mass shootings today. Part of that discussion focused on how to add more officers to local forces nationwide. Local Boy Scout of America organizations could be getting the chance to decide for themselves if they want to allow gay men in their troops, which would go against a ban over a century old. Air Force officials have announced they lost contact today with an F-16 fighter plane based in Italy. The status of the pilot is currently unknown and search and rescue efforts have already been launched. In world news, thousands of Egyptian protesters continue to fill the streets of Cairo, defying emergency curfews imposed by President Mohamed Morsi. Over 50 people have died so far in the renewed violent protests. Following a nightclub fire in Brazil, which killed over 230 people, over 100 of those college students, police have detained the club's owner, as well as two band members whose pyrotechnics have been blamed for igniting the fire. French-led forces working to quell the Islamist rebellion in Mali have pushed into the city of Timbuktu. A French spokesperson says substantial air power has been a major factor in the progress of the combined French and Malayan forces. After a 33-year reign, Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands has announced she will be abdicating the throne in late April. Her son, William Alexander, will then take the crown, becoming the first Dutch king in over a century. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Dr. Matt Townsend, and we are interviewing Dr. Jim Painter, who, uh, you know, is just gets it. I love his approach to dieting, which really isn't. It's called living, and mainly uh, manage how you manage food. Portion Size Me was the video at Sundance Film Festival that uh, has really... I think kicked off a lot of uh, talk, and it's how we found him. So, Dr. Jim Painter, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. Good to have you. Now, uh, give us some of your points. What are the keys to the seductive nutrition to make it seem exciting, right? Our food's got to seem exciting. We don't want to, like, pretend like tofu's a living animal and make a face on it and make it exciting. Because, I mean, a lot of times these things seem boring, the healthy foods do. I mean, it is true. And, and if you think of healthy foods as eating twigs and nuts and straw. Yeah, fibrous things. Right. It's just not going to be tasty. But that really isn't true. I mean, to get people to eat healthier foods, to me, things like garlic, you can make things taste better. Oh, yeah. The only problem garlic has is it causes social issues. Totally. But besides that, you know, it's extremely beneficial, and it makes, you, it makes things taste better. So it's not really true. People say... 
oh, you know, good food always tastes bad. No, it's not true. You can make food taste really, really good and still be very good for you. If you've ever gone to a really, really good restaurant and just had their vegetables, right. th- they can make them. I, I won't name names, but there's some nice restaurants that I could just eat their sides of vegetables all day. <laughs> Because they're not like deep fried, but they're just so good, and it's so. I mean, it, it can taste good as well. It doesn't just have to be good for you. You know, and when I go to fine dining restaurants, it's it is funny to me how you can take a little bit of the sauce, and it just tastes so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can make it really good for you, and seductively by doing things to it, you can take better fat. I mean, you can have fried chicken if you fry it in something that's good. Now, you can't do it commercially because the oil just doesn't hold up. But if you take your home and you're making something, you want to fry it in canola oil, canola oil, it lasts for a while. You can't just keep beating it time after time yeah. after time. Um, you know, but it works. And so you can make fried chicken, and it can be good for your heart you know, if you use the right ingredients. I think that's, I think that's totally true. And, I mean, it's really – I think we're just lazy and, and uneducated in it. I don't think we know – I think we think it's – harder than it is. We think it's, it is what it is. Talk about, um, a little bit about the visibility, I guess, because like you were talking about now it's everywhere. Right. And because it's everywhere, I guess we have everything. You know, I wondered, I always wondered if you have candy and stuff sitting out over Christmas, Thanksgiving, how much more do people eat? I sent my students out and there was nothing. And so we started doing research about a decade ago on looking at what difference does it make, how much of a difference. So if we, we took secretaries and we put candy kisses on the desk for a week and then we put them in the desk drawer for a week, and just moving them from the desktop to the desk drawer, people ate 30% less. Really? I like to eat 30% less and not know it. I mean, that's great. Totally. We and that's it. easy. Well, and it's easy. You can just do it. You don't have to think about it. You make a decision once and it's done. You don't have to think about it every day. It just works. And... We put it inconvenient. We, people had to actually stand up and get it out of a cabinet. Uh-huh. Consumption by 60%. Interesting. Convenient, making it you know, invisible works. My good buddy Brian Wansink, who wrote the book Mindless Eating, uh-huh. about a lot of the research we did at the University of Illinois, um, he has a lot of studies where he just puts ice cream. Take the ice cream and move it to the back of the freezer instead of the front. Because we're hunter-gatherers. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of work. We open up the fridge and we start hunting for something to eat. Right. searching. And if you don't see it, you don't eat it. If you see it, you eat it. And if you make it a little more difficult to get to, you'll forget about it and go, bummer. I haven't had ice cream for a week. Where is right. it? In the back of the freezer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Or leave it out in the car. <laughs> <laughs> no one will eat it. Then you send your kids out there. Go get mom's ice cream. Um, I, I think that's really – it really is brilliant because it's funny um, – it's, it's probably better to buy the chocolate, put it in the drawer or up in the cabinet so you've got to move to get it, than it is to tell yourself you can't have chocolate. Because if you can't have chocolate, you're still going to go have chocolate. Did you ever do that test? You know, we've done some things like that with a variety of kinds of foods. I remember one time years ago, you know, I'd, I'd been wanting an Oreo cookie and that bad wife of mine would buy me Oreos mean. week after week. And then all of a sudden I got on a stool and I, there was a bag of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Who put the Oreos there? She, she's she been sneaking them. A month ago. Yeah, why are you yelling at me? Okay. <laughs> oh, your wife's dangerous. I know. Um, talk about fancy food labels. 
You know, we did some studies that really kind of scares me as a human being where we had people go through the line, they got red beans and rice, the next week they got traditional Cajun red beans and rice, and they got chocolate pudding, next week they got grandma's Dutch chocolate pudding from the home country. You know, and then they got, and so we had the same food, the same cooks, the same servers, the same people going through the line, and when we made fancy names, people rated it significantly tastier, significantly felt better in their mouth. It was probably more expensive. It was probably better for you. I mean, they just kept all this stuff because of the name. And what was interesting is it made more of a difference for entrees than with, like, dessert. So you can have chocolate pudding and grandma's chocolate pudding from the home country, and people go, yeah, it's better, but it really is chocolate. And there was a huge difference. That is scary. You know, it's like fish. Okay, next week it's succulent Italian seafood filet. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you tell me it was succulent? That fish last yeah. week choking me, and it was gagging me, and, and then, I love succulents. Why didn't you tell me it was Italian? I love yeah. Italian. Succulent Italian, and they rated it like 100% better. Ooh, that fish when is it, so much better. It, does, it, does the inverse work? Uh, the uh, bottom feeder gross fish that no one wants to eat. <laughs> well, there's ways you can kill something. Call it dietetic or soy. Yeah, oh, that's Those true, huh? Those are like yeah. the automatic shutdowns. Well, you can look at, like, oils. You can go through the, you'll find canola oil, olive oil, you know. Yeah. And you'll see vegetable oil. If you flip it over, it's soy. No one wants to put soy on the label. And so it is soy oil, but they won't say it because it's a killer. Yeah, don't it, put the word soy on healthy. It's always not, it's an iffy thing to call it healthy. Oil droplets from heaven. <laughs> is that, that so, sounds like soy oil. No, it's not soy. It's oil droplets. No. I, isn't it funny how really, um, we really are so vulnerable psychologically, aren't we? In how we in how we approach things, how we see things. We don't we think we have a lot bigger handle on this than we really do. We really do, and we're fooled by portion. Even people who should know better. We everybody gets fooled by portion. They get fooled by what it's called. We we are so easily swayed, it's just amazing. Why do they complicate the portion sizes though? Like why do they make you do math to figure out your portion size? You know the thing is is that Portions. People come to me and they say, I just, I just don't know what the right portion is for me. Do you weigh 500 pounds? Yes. Then choose smaller. <laughs> yeah, choose you a know? smaller size. But, it's, but you're saying keep it simple. Right. <laughs> right. If, you're, if you want to lose weight, then every time you go up to anywhere to get anything and you look at something, go smaller. Get the lunch portion instead of the dinner portion. Just always look for a smaller portion. When you're at Starbucks, don't get the super duper one. You know, get the little... It's yeah. like, but it's funny. Even the the small portions sound big with them. They don't have a small. No, they've got a tall. Well, it's almost like your your machismo gets involved too. Right. Like you don't want a petite itty bitty drink. Hey, who ordered the petite itty bitty cafe latte? You want the big grande? I mean, it's funny. Your ego and your it's sense really of identity gets involved too. You have to be bold. You have to go. Can I have a children's meal? And they say, but there's no children. It's for me. <laughs> You have to be bold. It's so true. Is um, do, you, do you sense one gender is more impacted by this or like more able to do this than the other? I don't know. You can look at goofy things on both sides. There was a study done with women, and if they were with someone, they were sexually interested and say, do you want more? Oh, no, no. I eat like a bird. I eat, I eat like I a bird. I've had three little bites. That's fine. That's all I eat. I'm just kind of a seed eater. Just and give me some they seeds. Go, they gorge. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, man. But men are the same way. I mean, men are so swayed by by things. I mean, every Hardee's commercial has a woman that's half-dressed, eating something, and it's dripping down on her bazooms. Yeah. 
And that's I, not that like a great sandwich. Right. Well, I mean, really, you should just notice she's a messy eater <laughs> that no one notices that. Isn't it? It's it's yeah. we're so vulnerable. And it's uh, the funny thing is, I think the marketers probably had all these discoveries well before you did, doctor. You know, in a way, we've known many of these things and we've we've used them incorrectly or poorly personally. If we know what they are, we can use them personally to help us mm-hmm. eat less. I love that. I I really am moved by the fact that you have taken instead of kind of fighting against the restaurant industry, you're you're influencing them. You're teaching them how it should be, how it could be and uh I think you have more power the way you're doing it, trying to understand them and and show them how they can be more successful instead of just trying to take them on and blow them up. You know, that's true, and when Oprah was on, I told people, if you would get me on Oprah, I would give you half of my kingdom. It's not much, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. And I said, if I got on Oprah, and I said, everybody go out today to McDonald's, all 10 million of you, or however many watch her, and buy a salad. If they run out of salad, leave without buying anything, and every McDonald's will run out of salad nationwide. And what's going to happen the next day? They'll order more. That every, from the president of the company down, they will know they ran out of salad, and they'll have more salad. They run by our pocketbook. Mm-hmm. What we buy is what they put out, and what's there is there because we buy it. Yeah, and and the whole thing to this, I think, is so instead of just like going after the next diet, which was marketed to you, just right. start learning. Uh, a, you have some power in this. You are you are the consumer, and consumers have power. You also have power to minimize your serving size, to go hide your candy bars out in your car. Um, and, you know, and, and don't buy every fancy food label just because it says it was imported or whatever. You know, there's, there's things you can do, and people come to me, it's so sad. I've tried everything. My mom's fat, my dad's fat, everybody's fat. I've tried every diet. It's hopeless for me. I am hopeless. No, you're not. You're not hopeless. There's things you can do to help yourself eat less, and they work. Isn't that? I mean, that's hope right there. There's hope. I mean, the biggest thing is to take your house and get smaller plates, bowls, glasses, cups, Wipe out all your big dishes, have smaller dishes, and you will eat less. We've done a number of studies with ice cream. Put ice cream in a bowl, fill it up, people eat it, they'll be happy, and the bowl's half the size. And you don't go going, I, I really miss my big bowls. I remember those big bowls. Yeah. I miss my big bowls every day. Do you remember the salad bowl I used to eat ice cream out of? That huge bowl. My, that's, you just explained it to me because we have six children, and my wife eats out of their bowls. And my wife will make portion sizes, little kid sizes. Right. And then my bigger boys will go back like five times and refill it. But she's skinny as can be. And now I know why. She's eating little baby kids sizes. Mm. And she also, you know, she eats slower and she, it's just, it really is a way of being. Just talk about, we are visual animals. Um, What are some more ways that visually we can impact our desire to eat, how much we eat? Well, one of the things we did, we did a study on soup. And, and I tell people, look at visual cues to how much you're eating. They tell you how much to eat. Whether you get, you know, a five-ounce candy bar, a four-ounce, a three-ounce, or a two-ounce, you will eat the whole candy bar, and when you get done, you're full. Something mm. is when you eat the whole thing. So choose smaller portions when you buy them in the grocery store, because when you go home, that's what you will eat, and you will eat less if they're smaller, because... 
We use visual cues to tell us we're done. When we're done with the candy bar, what told us we're done? The candy bar. Right. And we did a little study with soup. We had four bowls of soup on the table. We had a pot. You could take more from the pot if you wanted. Nobody ever did. We recorded how much people ate, and then we lifted up the skirt of the table, and we showed them that two of the bowls were being fed from the pot under the table with a tube. So every time you ate, it filled back up. You ate, it filled back up. You ate, it filled back up. <laughs> so this one kid, he ate so fast down to the bottom, all of a sudden you could see where this stuff... <laughs> it's gurgling up. He kept moving his spoon back and forth. He ran across the room and grabbed me, Dr. Painter, come over here. What? Something's, something's not right. moving in my bowl. <laughs> no, there's not yet. It's moving in my bowl. So I came over there, and it filled back up, and it wasn't moving anymore. <laughs> when he got done, he had eaten four bowls of soup. <laughs> What were you trying to do? And he said, I was just trying to finish my bowl. I mean, his stomach was exploding, but he was looking at his bowl thinking, I haven't finished my bowl yet. That is, that is like a frat party. That is like a total frat trick. And uh, yet it's true. Huh? We want that plate clean. Mom well, told right. us. People are dying. And they're dying over there, and, and they need this soup, and you got to eat it for, for their sake. And I wonder what they would think if they saw that guy that was being fed if he just kept eating. No, like, that guy's crazy. We, we eat what's in front of us, and we cue off of what we have in front of us. So be careful and be diligent to get smaller plates, bowls, glasses, smaller portions, smaller bags at the store. If you get a big bag at the store, you come back, you pull more out of that bag just because the bag's bigger. So get smaller bags. When you get home, you'll pull less out of them, and you'll eat less. Well, what a, well then now you're going to blow up um, these warehouse stores. Because like I don't need a 5 100-pound bag of M&Ms. And I always tell people, if you've got more money than time, buy, buy the portion-packed item. If you have more time than money, buy the big ones and portion it out yourself. If you're going to get a big family bag of potato chips, bring it home, open the thing up, throw it into little Ziploc bags, take 60 seconds and do it, and then you've got to go back every time and get another bag when you want another portion. It's dangerous. I said that. I'll totally. sit with a bag of chips and at the end of the movie, and I said, who ate my chips? Me. <laughs> you I, did, you I, dummy. I know. So it's dangerous to have big portions. Portion it out yourself while you're at home. I think that's huge. That is a great idea. Because if you put a bag in front of me, I'm just going to keep going. Because right. we've got to empty it out. Exactly. We may need that bag later. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> clean it out. Are yep. you, uh, hey, when we're at it, we asked everyone else earlier in the show, do you go for the sweet or the salty treat? You know, I, I saw, I think Sky Boys, the one went for the cookie. Yeah. And Bryce went for the, you know, the salty stuff. Yeah. And he said you went for sour, which yeah. I disagree with. And then Madison kind of went for both and just was for everything. That's right. mine for, everything. You like it all. I do. See, you're not distinguishing. Now i got to watch it because I can eat a whole bag of chips or a whole bag of cookies or a whole bag of anything. <laughs> I can eat a whole of anything. Right. It doesn't even matter. I guess last is just uh, some monitoring. We just, uh, And I guess it goes back to you're, you can do this. You're in charge. But keeping a record helps? You know, the thing is, is that nothing helps at all. No advice works at all in losing weight if it doesn't help at the point of consumption. And so you need to have things that help you then. And so... I tell people to write things down, and, and if they want to email me, we can send them a little outline of the the, path, the thing that we use in your pocket to write stuff down. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. And, um, and if you write stuff down, what happens is, and it's like, it's an interesting experiment. I'm like a little mouse on a little cage, because I'll sit down, and I'll pop up, and I'll go into the refrigerator, open it up, pull something out, look at it, 
start writing on my pad and go, wow, look what I've had all day. This is way too much. I'll put it back in the fridge, go back and watch the movie. Fifty minutes later, I pop up, go back in there, open the fridge, open it, pull it out, put it, and go, oh, bummer. Look at all the stuff I've had. Put it back in the fridge, go back, sit down again. And I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, it's just weird what we do. <laughs> what this does, if you write food down before you eat it, and you make a decision to do nothing. You can eat all the spare ribs you want, all the M&Ms you want. You can eat anything you want, but you must write it down first. What this does, it's like having a portion-packed item. It allows you to make a decision before you shove it in your mouth. Mm. And it's incredibly powerful to just write it down. And we've got this little, it's a, it's a little electronic thing we can send, and people can print it off if they want and use it. Where do we get that? Let's give that email out. Well, they can just email me at jimpainterphd at gmail. Jim Painter, like the profession. Yeah, just like the painter. Yeah, like Jim Painter, Ph.D. at Gmail. At Gmail. And no dots, no nothing, just Jim Painter, Ph.D. at Gmail. Sweet. And I'll have my students send it out to you post-haste. I, I love it, Jim. I think you're, and the spirit of what you're saying, I think, just resonates with everyone. We all know that. It's, it's at the point of consumption. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's where the donut meets the mouth. The point of, we can we can read the book and psych ourselves up and buy the equipment and get the gear and pay the coach, but in the end, what's going in your mouth is really the right. key. Exactly, Jim Painter. So appreciate you, my friend. Uh, really good stuff. Is there a place they can see your film? You know, they can get it. I don't know if, they, if there's pieces of it on the internet. If you go to YouTube and Google Portion Size Me, it'll come up. If you go to portionsizing.com at the university, we sell it cheap for like 25 bucks. They can buy it through the university um, on that, portionsizing.com. That's huge. Okay. Okay, good work. Uh, Dr. Jim Painter, appreciate you joining us. Really, I've, uh, I've learned a ton, and I don't like to even talk about this. It, it makes me want to eat. <laughs> I know. Good stuff, Doc. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take a break right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. There's a new way to listen to BYU Radio with our free iOS app. Download BYU Radio's app on your iPhone or iPad for live streaming and program schedules. It's the newest way to tune in for your favorite broadcast. Just search BYU Radio in the App Store, download, and enjoy. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Taking a parental look at the post-holiday horror movie, I'm Rod Gustafson. Among the scary films opening this January is the spooky tale of two little girls mysteriously raised in the woods. When the siblings are found all alone five years later, they move in with their Uncle Lucas and Aunt Annabelle, but the relationship gets off to a rocky start. Hey, come here. Mama. No, don't call me that. I'm not your mom. I'm Annabelle. You can call me that. Or Annie, or whatever you'd like. We could... could work it out together, right? Well, good luck with that. Filled with the usual scary elements, the movie loses much of its fear factor once Mama is revealed. However, more disturbing than the title character is a depiction of domestic violence involving children. Frequent profanities include a strong sexual expletive. Get more details in the PG-13 rated Mama at ParentPreviews.com. 
We're back. Food Fest 2013 on the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about eating healthier. Dr. Jim Painter was joining us. And, uh, you know, he got into a lot of great stuff about portion sizes. You really, you know, we're just a bunch of lemmings. We just, we'll do whatever. Just don't make me think about it. Just They were eating it, so yeah. I'm going to, and it was good. And now you're going to eat it and It lemmings. was really good. Honey, lemmings. you're eating the napkin. Like, well, the goats were. Yeah. Goats will eat anything. They're a bad example. Don't follow goats. Don't follow the goats. So another thing that, and you kind of got into this a little bit, is the labeling. And if we actually had a clue of what was in the food we're eating, I wonder if we would eat less of it. Like, um, for example, um, we'll probably get into this in a teeny bit, but um, I, in my bit I talked about uh, trans fat, okay? Another name for trans fat is hydrogenated oils. Mm. So, for example, if you're looking on the ingredients and it says, this has hydrogenated oil in it, and then on the label it says, it doesn't mention trans fats at all. It's because it's... There's something fishy going on. See, but they're calling it... It's hydrogenated... Yeah. What's they call it? Hydrogenated oil. Oil. Uh, your favorite drink is a... I mean, one of them is a Pepsi. Yes, big fan. Is there anything not... I mean... Just read the just read the ingredients because it seems like it's just you know it's a liquid from heaven. So what we've got for ingredients is carbonated water, mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup. Rob's favorite. Rob's bad, so bad, 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 anti that. <laughs> caramel color or need, caramel caramel caramel. You need the coloring because it's got to look like it's brown. Otherwise, it would come out what a gray. It, yeah, I don't know. High fructose. It just looks like it's just clear. So it'd be like this clear gel with bubbles going in it. Ooh, bubbly yeah. gel. Weird. Weird. Isn't that the old, uh, was it Crystal Pepsi they used to have? Yes. Do you remember that? That's what? Oh, yeah, I yeah. bet that was. They just didn't put the coloring in it. And then it looked oh. like, what? probably was better for you. But Maybe. Yeah. What else is in um, that little? Sugar. Mm-hmm. Where did they put high fructose corn syrup and sugar in there? Seems well, redundant. Well, you can never have enough <laughs> of the sweet stuff. Phosphoric acid. Ooh. I don't, Rob, what is that? Does that on your... Um, isn't that what makes fireworks? Phosphorus? Phosphoric acid. I'm trying to think. Is that, is that what's in the car batteries? Uh, lead, lead acid. Lead acid. Is in batteries. I don't know if phosphoric acid is. Yeah. My kid's always like, Dad, is it true if you put a nail in a Coke, it'll disappear? Disintegrate. After like I mean, maybe 40 a, years. I bet a Coca-Cola concentrate it would. The stuff they actually take to the bottling plant. Hmm. Scary. Other other ingredients, caffeine keeps me going, gives me headaches when I don't get it. Yeah. So well, it means thanks. it's working. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. What's in yours? Now you, Skyboy, loves a little of the Dorito action. Is that well, what you've got? Uh, well, Rob egg, has egg the Doritos. Goes, uh, toaster sticks. <clears throat> French toaster sticks. Oh yes, those are really important. I love Ego. I l- I, eat I it. love it. Yeah, That's... I eat it just about every morning. Mm. Um, the ingredients. So I'm just going to go down. Yeah. Enriched flour, um, water, fructose. Wait, water? Yeah, it says water. <laughs> That's how okay. they freeze them. Hello. I guess. That makes it healthy. Water in that it. makes it healthy. <laughs> it's natural. Um, fructose, eggs, vegetable oil, which has soybean and palm oil, sugar, leavening, contains 2% or less of salt. Huh. Calcium carbonate, whey, soy. Wait, wait, calcium carbonate? That's antacids. Yeah, well, you need the antacids, and they're just putting it in so you don't get sick. Oh, well, that's pretty smart. I well, like that. I have that. heartburn I after like when that. you can have it while you're... That'd be funny if they actually put an a- active ingredients label like you would see on <laughs> like, a drug like on the side medicine. of your egos. That'd be great if like burritos came with that. Had just like, <laughs> like a time release 
antacid. I'm just saying. All right, that's money right there. That is. See, it's funny, but that actually sounds edible, minus the calcium carbonate. I mean, that's edible, but it's that didn't sound like this mix of a brew. What have you got, Rob, in the Doritos? Cause... You got the well. This is not just rainy regular. This is the Buffalo and Ranch Blazing Doritos. Oh, I like those. Comes with uh, you know whole corn, but then once you get down past the first few ingredients, you get into maltodextrin, whey powder. Monosodium glutamate. Whoa, our good MSG. friend MSG. Mm, and I'm surprised enhancer. how high on the list it is. <laughs> Usually, oh. that one gets it's like in the middle, in the abbreviations, and oh. it's, sodium yeah. dicellate spices, corn flour. If you can't say it, it can't be good. Tomato for you. powder. Wait, has anyone ever else felt like contains spices? I don't think that's kind of a cop out. Yes. I think that's kind of a cop out. Natural <laughs> flavors. What is that? Don't ask. Have you ever had an unnatural flavor? Mm. Horrible. Yeah. They taste so unnatural. (laughs) Isn't it weird? Um, This is what we eat. And most of us, honestly, could you go kill your food, kill your meal, grow your meal, make your meal, be healthy? If it's rice and beans, yes, I could. You could grow rice? Well, I don't know if I could grow it, but I could kill it. I think very few could. I like I could kill an animal. I wouldn't know what to do after that point. That's why I like to just sit in my car while it idles and they hand me food. Exactly. That's where you have to butcher your celery stalks and your green bean plants. (laughs) We are a mess. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, Really, portion size me. Great, uh, great uh, movie, and uh, so appreciated, Dr. Jim Painter today. Little challenge for you. Get out there. Start managing your own meals, your own intake. You know, you don't have to eat it just because it's on your plate. You know, that's a good thing to learn overall. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We will be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to be setting you up with some ideas about Valentine's Day. We need you thinking about it so it doesn't just sneak up on you. No need losing your wife and your marriage just because you forgot to plan ahead. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.